Princess Rise for their Majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen! Hi guys, welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Lisa. And I'm Caitlin. And, well, the royal wedding happened this morning. Oh my god, did it ever. We are coming to you on Saturday several hours after the royal wedding. We've been awake for, what, like 90 hours today? I don't know what planet I'm on. What year is this? I don't know Like, what's happening? I don't even know. But anyway, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast. Join our Facebook group under Royally Obsessed. And we're posting nonstop about the wedding. And we're soon going to be posting some pictures of the rehearsal dinner we attended on Friday at the Plaza Hotel. No big deal. Yeah, just incredibly fancy. Spoiler, there were corgis. But make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Please leave us a five-star review. It's like a review and five stars. Yes, please. And we call that a royal rating. Yeah, we do. <laughs> so let's get to it. And just so you guys know, the royal refreshment today is coffee. Coffee. What else would there be? Because we are so freaking tired. <laughs> as I'm sure as royally obsessed fans, you guys are also quite tired. And we really thank you for hanging in there with us. We are so excited to finally have the conversation that we've been waiting to have for months. I know. It's like we accomplished this together. <laughs> we did. You know, we were all in this. We made I already feel the letdown coming on, but let's not get there yet. I'm no, trying no. to I'm trying to hold it let's off. Let's still ride this high. Yeah. It's still still way up there. The depression can hit tomorrow, yeah, but today it, we're still It certainly high. will. It certainly will. So where do we begin? Well, first let's talk about last night, yes. Friday night yes. at the Plaza Hotel. Yeah, so uh, Lisa and I attended an amazing uh, rehearsal dinner, quote unquote, hosted by the Plaza for Meghan and Harry. Of course, it wasn't their official rehearsal dinner, no. but the invite was so convincing that when I put it on Instagram, family and friends thought I was truly invited to the rehearsal dinner, which, thanks guys. Well- they like hand delivered the yeah. invitations to us with like gold calligraphy. It or, was absolutely it, unbelievable. It was the most insane and fancy thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And then the party was even better. Um, as mentioned, there were corgis running around the suite. Um, they were doing hair and makeup. Um, it was the royal suite, by the way. The royal suite. There was champagne aflowing. There and- was a freaking personal gym or like a private gym in yes. the suite. Yes. We I took pictures of ourselves in it because we've never been in a like, personal gym. I, I've never been in a hotel room where there's a gym in next to the bathroom. So it was really extraordinary. And then we had a wonderful meal. And in, in the midst of the event, we recorded a special quick little episode with Micah Meyer, who is the etiquette expert for the plaza. So that episode is available now. She taught us how to sit and how to get out of cars without flashing our panties and to the paparazzi. Us, neither of us are sitting up. No, enough. listen, we're American. Okay, we're doing the best that we can. I'm very tired. My spine needs to bend. Okay, that's a really good thing. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Oh, it feels good. <laughs> ah, we're hunching. We're hunching. feels good to hunch. <laughs> I feel so much better already. So check out that episode. It was really fun, and we thank Micah so much uh, for pausing in the middle of her fabulousness to teach us about etiquette. So now I guess got to do the dress, right? Or okay. the cutest moments? I think, okay, can we start with the cutest moments? So uh, what are the things, when you think about this wedding, which was mm, like five hours ago, what <laughs> stands out to you the most? Well, the moment that Prince Harry looks at Meghan Markle when she gets to the altar, says, you look amazing, bites his lip, (laughs) and then says, I love you. Yes. And I'm so lucky was also in there. 
He said that? Yes. So, of course, um, as writers ourselves, we know how this works, that people employ uh, lip readers. So there were lip readers quickly uh, writing up what they thought they saw at the wedding. And so uh, when he when she reached him at the end of the aisle, yes, people thought that he said, you look amazing. I'm so lucky and I love you. Um, I mean, even if those were the wrong interpretations, the moment was so lovely and he was very emotional he was more emotional harry was than megan was yeah he cried he teared up at first i was like is he crying or just rubbing his face and then because his face was quite red and i was like i don't know is it a ginger thing (laughs) i like gingers i'm not discriminating yeah but i was like what's happening there but then i realized he must be crying because why else would he be like rubbing his face yeah in front of two billion people yeah i think it was just a sort of emotional reaction he was overcome and even if he was pink it was from all the you know, all the culmination of it all. I think he was going through a lot. So that was super emotional for me. They uh, they held hands for most of the ceremony. Yes. There was this amazing moment um, that was photographed everywhere where when they were sitting down um, during the bishop's speech that they, Harry was completely oriented towards her. Megan stayed, again, like Micah approved, sitting perfectly up straight, looking out at her people. And Harry was just completely oriented towards her, was bent towards her, just grasping her hand and like imploring her to look back at him it was truly so sweet and lovely and man these two kids really like each other I guess yeah I mean I've heard some people uh say that they think that you know maybe they're not that in love or they're faking it but I feel like all the doubters yeah are just I don't know screw all you guys because you saw this you saw the lip biting that was real like, you know, like that was passionate. There was some heat there. <laughs> and also just the way they looked at each other. Like yes. when he when he lifted her veil, the look in her eyes and her face. Like yes. I know she's an actress, but I've seen suits. Like yes. she's not like winning an Oscar, <laughs> you know? No, I, I saw already a meme that was where something called like a, a true Disney princess moment when he put the veil back because she looks like the heart eye emoji. Like she just is like, you know, and, know. and so was I. So I, what was the, what made you cry the most? Did you cry? Um, I was actually blogging this entire morning for the cut. <laughs> right. So thank I, you for your service. Looking at the pictures of them together made me feel emotional, but I was mostly just like, okay, gotta get this up, gotta get this up. And yeah. then trying to figure out what to do and then working with like our photo team. And then my, co-blogger Amanda Arnold like we, we were all like I don't know I was very frazzled so yes. I felt emotion but also <laughs> a different kind of emotion than stress. I felt <laughs> so I am very grateful for your articles and I enjoyed um g-chatting with you this morning as we tried to figure <laughs> out different angles about things but uh I didn't have to work this morning so I just wept and wept thankfully nobody in my apartment was awake it was truly just me watching by myself which (laughs) it wasn't lonely I thought it might be lonely and I should go to a viewing party but no I felt incredibly comfortable on my couch sobbing (laughs) when she walked up the aisle and that unbelievable choir with that like soprano soloist woman it felt like heaven like it just was like oh this is what happens when you walk through the pearly gates I was just so emotional and then seeing Harry cry oh my god I was like I, th- I think I said to you, I want to puke tears. That was how I felt. <laughs> I wanted to puke tears. That's how emotional I was. So Also, the flowers so everywhere made it so like oh ethereal. It just looked 
talk about a Disney movie. Yeah. The way they sort of constructed the front of Windsor Castle, covered it in these overgrown green flowers. It was it was just so incredible. And inside the building as well, inside the the chapel, there were just flowers growing up the walls as if they were in a secret garden. It was truly breathtaking. Um, so I ugh, thank you guys. You really put it on. All these months of waiting, and I was not disappointed by just the it was trans it took me away transcendent yeah and also you know there was so much drama with her extended family leading up to the event there wasn't even a whiff of that no it was just like a beautiful classy affair yeah and it felt so personal even though it was you know like for the public it wasn't really their private thing but it felt like theirs and i felt involved yes felt obviously involved. like we i think everybody was kind of like oh well this is so nice like we feel like we're included in this like intimate ceremony and Maybe it's because there was only 600 people, which is still, like, an insane amount for yes. a wedding. But, you know, it wasn't, like, Will and Kate's that was so, like, by the book. Yeah. All the dignitaries and Victoria Beckham and, you know, like, <laughs> I mean, Victoria Beckham was at this one, but as yes. a friend. Yes. You know, like, the last one was not to diss Will and Kate, but, like, you know, it had it to be a bit different. stuffy. It, it had different goals. Um, and that reminds me, of course, we need to discuss a little bit um, how... I mean, you want to talk about a personalized wedding. Um, this was a very different kind of wedding than yes. William and Kate's or than most British aristocracy. So um, Meghan and Harry did not shy away from showcasing her African-American culture and heritage. So we had the first black bishop of the Episcopal Church spoke, who was born in Chicago, raised in Buffalo, and I believe presides now in North Carolina. Um, he gave such an amazing, impassioned speech where he invoked Martin Luther King at the beginning and at the end and talked about slavery in America really did not see that coming um, we had a beautiful choir uh, singing stand by me and they they recessed at the very end to this little light of mine mm -hmm. it really felt special and different and it, you want to talk about a modern moment for the British royal family that was really something completely and then also seeing her mother with Prince Charles yes like at the end um he walked out with her mother, Doria Ragland, on one arm and Camilla Parker Bowles on the other. And I just thought it was so lovely. And the image of the family members watching them as they got into the car, or the carriage, sorry, not a car. Excuse me, a carriage. <laughs> Horse and buggy. <laughs> um, as they got into the carriage and walked away. Like, it, I mean, walked away. I'm tired. <laughs> Carriaged away? Yeah, I don't. Horsed away? Yeah. Rode away? Who knows? We're carried on clouds. I want to do like shots of coffee. <laughs> but it was You're just, getting there. It was so moving, you know, like Doria's part of the family. Megan's part of the family. Like, yes, this... it was it was really beautiful. There was I tweeted about this, but there was a moment at the beginning when when Doria first came in, she seemed very emotional and uh, she sat down. She got to her position and sat down and Harry leaned over and made eye contact contact with her and smiled at her to make her comfortable. Oh my God, I'm going to start crying again just thinking about it. But, and, and the name Diana was trending on Twitter throughout the five hours or so of this mm -hmm. whole process. And most of the tweets were people saying Diana would be so proud to see her son marrying a biracial American woman. Like, what a moment that mm -hmm. Diana would have loved. So I, um, was a wreck. I remain a wreck. So let's, uh, Thank you, Megan and Harry, for giving us that moment. Yes, and we and we should probably transition to talking about something frivolous like her dress before I just dissolve into a puddle. Okay, <laughs> we can do that. I can't take it anymore. Let's transition to that. I can't take it anymore, Lisa. I'm too emotional. 
Oh, God. Okay. I think I'm too tired to be emotional. Maybe tomorrow I'll cry. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, yeah, we'll see. The come down's coming. Anyway, so Megan, her dress, she was wearing a custom Givenchy dress um, by Claire White Keller. Am I pronouncing that right? Claire Waite Keller, perhaps? Claire Waite Keller. So yeah. she, is, Givenchy is, of course, a French house, as you can tell by my immaculate pronunciation. Givenchy. But uh, it, it's a British designer who's heading up the house. It's the first woman to ever be the artistic director of Givenchy. So, of course, like a tiny little feminist moment and yeah. a British moment, but it is a French house. Um, so Givenchy was not even in, like, the top 15 of choices. Yeah, this was truly shocking. Yeah. Um, you might recognize Givenchy. I mean, of course... Kim Kardashian wore a Givenchy dress, <laughs> she did. but that was under wedding. a different artistic director, not yeah. Claire. So it was a completely different style, and obviously Kardashians are very different from. Anyway, um, <laughs> but Audrey Hepburn was a huge Givenchy. Yes. Yeah, she was like the muse yes. back in her day, and her wedding dress was this very classic Givenchy dress. And yes. so Megan's was kind of similar. I mean, it didn't really look similar, but it had the same kind of vibe, you know. Timeless, uh, very simple, very classic. The line, like the sort of A-line skirt, um, the neckline, which I think of as boat neck, yeah, but it's, it's boat like neck. bateau is oh. the neck. I mean, that, again, that's how Givenchy described it in there with the release. And you they, see her shoulders, but yes. it's still like covered up, very conservative and... Yes, it's it's exquisite. So in the the label, when they released a statement, said, um, "True to the heritage heritage of the house, the pure lines of the dress are achieved using only six meticulously placed seams." Sorry, only was my edit. I just think that's incredible. The focus of the dress is the graphic open bateau neckline that gracefully frames the shoulders and emphasizes the slender sculpted waist. Um, so that was, I, I was really shocked that it was so simple. I was shocked too. So first of all, I was completely shocked by the designer because yes. there have been so many rumors. Like I've been covering these rumors. You yes. Know, like we've discussed them here. You know, and so I heard it was definitely Rolf and Rousseau. And then I was starting to hear, no, it's Stella McCartney, which we'll get back to that later. Yes. But then Givenchy was not even slightly and, listed. And something around, I want to say 7 a.m. our time, like right before she got out of the car, like maybe 6.50 before she got out of the car, people started tweeting Erdem and yeah, that was so I trending. thought it was Erdem. So I thought that was a done deal and it was only after Kensington Palace tweeted that it was Jean Givenchy when she stepped out that anybody even thought that. I thought Erdem was done. Um, so I was really surprised by that. I really want to know how they were able to keep it such a secret. Like yeah. what they were doing with the private fittings, how they were able to do this. Like that's, yeah. that's quite... The NDAs, man. Yeah, I mean, but that's just kind of astounding because Kate Middleton's designer was discovered because... She, they saw her leaving a fitting and yes. so there must have been like secret tunnels some it's spy stuff I like, love I love fashion spy stuff it's so good but yeah so the dress was really classic which I was not expecting because again the reports that were also saying Ralph and Rousseau were saying heavily beaded yeah lots glamorous. of lace and it wasn't beaded or lacy at all I mean there was a veil of course and the veil had um I think how long was the veil? It's like super, super long. It was uh, five meters. It was 16 feet here yeah. in the United States. 16 yeah. feet long cathedral veil. Um, my favorite detail about the veil is that they sewed, um, they embroidered flowers from all 53 countries of the Commonwealth, mm -hmm. as well as the flower of uh, Kensington Palace, I believe. And 
a poppy from California. <laughs> so cute. I didn't know about the poppy. Oh my it's God, so that's cute. so cute. Yeah, and they, they discussed how in their release that the veil was, of course, sewn by thousands, basically thousands of people who had to wash their hands every 30 minutes. Which is insane. I love that stuff. But yeah, it was so classic. And I feel like everything about this ceremony it was definitely them. Like you could tell there was so many like personal touches, of course, given all like the modern non stuffy British stuff. That yes. we saw. But it really felt like a statement. It, yes. You know, there was talk about civil rights. There was talk about the importance of loving each other. There was there was talk about the importance of the fire of love, <laughs> which throughout this speech and also the reading they chose um, from. Uh, Solomon, because I, I googled it as I was listening, good Catholic schoolgirl that I am, uh, was all about the fire of love and how muddy waters can't put out the fire. And I was like, all right, we got it. You guys are into each other's bodies. Yeah. And, like, wow. But then also, like, with the Commonwealth flowers. Like, yes. Beautiful. You know, it's, she's, she knows that this ceremony was an international event. She knows that she was doing this for I mean, it's her wedding, so I don't want to act like it's a complete martyrdom, but, you know, kind of the greater good to be like, this is what Harry and I as a couple represent, and this is the work that we're going to do. Yes. And so I thought that that was really, really nice. Um, I do, I think, so Lisa made me save this for the live broadcast. Uh Um, I, the longer I look at the dress, the more I dislike it. Um, Lisa refused to discuss this with me until right this moment because she wanted to save her true horror for the microphone. Because I think everyone needs to hear this. <laughs> it's about to get real. <laughs> Friendship over. <laughs> so I really, when she first stepped out, I was really taken aback by the silhouette. And yes, the neckline is so dramatic and cool. And I, I loved how classic it was. Um, the more time I sit with it, the more photos come in and I sort of waited I was like hmm that's not exactly what I would have thought for her or what I would have chosen for her but let me see the photos we still don't have the posed photos we'll get those probably in the next day the official portraits of the mm-hmm. wedding but in every photo I kept being like I'm not getting a great sense of it yet and what I'm realizing now is that's because it's a very 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 simple dress there's no embroidery there's no overlay of lace there's nothing much to look at like I don't need to see it any closer because there are no details to be seen and that's okay, but what bothers me more is how ill-fitted it is. Can you do you see where I'm coming from there? I see where you're coming from, and I'm gonna take it and throw it right back in your face <laughs> and never talk to you again. I listen. I you know I, I'm deeply uncomfortable. Like I have a stomachache right now talking to you. I know you said this. earlier that you wanted to throw up. I feel a little pukey, honestly. But I just it's so ill-fitted in the upper arms in the chest and the worst of all to me is in the waist so again we're not more and more photos are going to come out from getty from the portrait so we'll get a better view of this but i just thought the waist was so ill-fitted and i also thought okay well maybe it's because she lost 10 pounds in the last week due to the horrors that her family inflicted on her which is possible I can't relate to this, but some people stop eating when they're stressed out. I go the opposite direction. Who are these people? (laughs) Who are these people? Um, But even with that, I mean, they could have been tailoring the dress up to the last minute. And it looks like it's just so loose. And it's a a very heavy material. Um, It's a heavy silk, I think, organza. Um, Pure silk with an open neckline is what they say. But it looks like such a heavy material, almost like taffeta, even though I know that's... Triple silk organza underskirt. Yeah, like it's just very heavy looking. And it doesn't, 
it it's just too simple and doesn't fit that's what bothers me so much i'm sorry lisa i'm sorry for myself i'm sorry megan if you're listening which obviously you are instead of being at the best party of the century i just it doesn't fit and i can't i don't know how to sleep at night probably tonight so Caitlin and I are coming from very different kind of wedding backgrounds because Caitlin's done so much writing about weddings. You've, mm-hmm. you've covered it extensively, so I'm sure you're kind of Always like... Always the writer, never the bride. That's true. <laughs> That's true. But like, I'm sure you're like a wedding expert at this point. You know so much about dresses. I am kind of fashion adjacent in my mm-hmm. job where I work with so many people who know so much, but I know nothing. So all that being said, I do value your opinion, and I, I'm sure that you're accurate or you're right about like a lot of the things (laughs) but I actually really liked it but my style tends to veer more towards very classic very um simple stuff and so I really liked Kate Middleton's but I could have seen that going the opposite direction like she yeah like if there was a little bit more lace or like it was a perfect dress of course but like I think it was kind of teetering the line where it could have been a little bit much or it could have been okay I just I don't like a lot for a dress so for me I thought it was beautiful. You liked the simplicity. Yeah, I like the simplicity. I was shocked by it, quite yeah. frankly, because I, when I was looking at pictures of Ralph and Rousseau dresses, because I thought it was going to be Ralph and Rousseau, they seem really ornate. Yeah. And I was hearing it was going to be so ornate. And I'm I'm really surprised, and I really like it. And I like that, you know, it kind of had all the attention on the veil. Yeah. Because there was not really anything to look at with the dress, other yes. than just, like, the sheer whiteness of and it. And also her insanely gorgeous face. Her perfect face with, like, the... <laughs> Very minimal. I mean, I'm sure there was a lot of makeup, but it was like very minimal. Was extraordinary. I will, of course. I want. I don't. I was going to say give you that, but I don't. I don't want to be so negative about this. She's an exquisite human being. I loved this day. I will ha- have hearts around March 19th, 2018, in my May life. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, you guys. I need. I need a nap so badly. <laughs> maybe maybe I'll sleep. Maybe I'll like the dress more tomorrow when I've had more than three hours sleep. But. I think it's also because my birthday is in March, so I just want everything to be in March. Um, maybe we'll see how I feel tomorrow when I have some more time with the dress. Well, how did you feel about the tiara? Okay, so the tiara was, of course, gorgeous. I liked that it was, it almost looks like a really, like the best headband you've ever seen in your life. Um, it was the Queen Mary diamond um, tiara, which hasn't been worn in years and belonged to Queen Mary. It's like way back in the vault. Um, and it's has diamonds from the 1890s on it. It was first worn in 1932, but the diamonds are from the 1890s, and it's actually a brooch in the middle, and the brooch can be removed. I love Transformers jewelry, so that's cute. Yeah, and also this was another thing that nobody expected. No. Like, even when we had Tanya on, Tanya Dukes on uh, recently for that. Yeah, Tanya, you did not. This was not one of the items. I understand if you don't have a catalog of every item of <laughs> Queen Elizabeth's jewelry, but this was not... Yeah, we we never discussed this one. We're not shaming you because nobody discussed it. Nobody discussed it. Nobody talked about Givenchy and nobody talked about this tiara. So I know. We all got it wrong. We all got it wrong. So that's Megan, the, you got us. That's the fun of this. Um, we, oh, and hold on. Oh, please. Messy bun. Oh, my God. So she wore a messy <laughs> bun. Okay, I also didn't love this. Who oh, am I? What show am I on? I didn't love when it got into her face yes and you had a great tweet it was a tweet right not a gchat a t- <laughs> we're like <laughs> was it when we were texting or gchatting or dming on twitter or on instagram um no i tweeted that her so her hair was disheveled in a way that did not seem purposeful it like kind it, of it, yeah it wasn't messy bun like when she goes to events it looked like it was actually falling and so she had this one 
piece of hair slipping across her forehead. And so I tweeted, please just let Prince Harry reach over and tuck the hair back, both for practical purposes, because she looks a little messy, and because it, it will kill me. It will actually crush me dead. And what a great way to go. He did not do that, but in my brain, that's how it went. But yeah, it was a little bit messy, and then it fell apart even more so uh, when she went out on the steps. When she turned at one point, you could see that a chunk of hair was falling out of the bun itself. Just like a little, a little messy. And I know we're still talking about the wedding, but can we talk about the second dress? Oh, my God. Okay, so all of my slight negative feelings about the original dress, just as we went to to record, we finally got a peek at her second dress. Everybody was like, two dresses. The reception dress is indeed Stella McCartney, as per the rumors. And it is the hotness. Yes, it is amazing. It is I'm reading a tweet from Rebecca English of the Daily Mail. It is a bespoke lily white high neck gown made of silk crepe. Yes. And it was it's in, it's just so stunning. Yeah, so it's a, a high neck with like a, a drop waist and it just looks so chic and cool. And Harry, when they emerged, was wearing oh a tuxedo that is maybe the hottest he's ever looked, including Seriously. uniforms, including when he was naked in Vegas. This is the hottest Harry's ever looked. And the two of them together just look so gorgeous. Um, and I love she changed up her hair as well. And it I just love how it how the the skirt spills down from the drop waist. It's so pretty. And of course they look very happy and are grasping hands like today's the last day of their lives, just holding on for dear life. They look so good. One of our producers said that he looks like James Bond. And yes, he looks like a very ginger bearded James Bond. Like a gingy bearded James Bond. Isn't that a beautiful picture? So any negative feelings I had about the ceremony dress are now swept quickly away because I am over the moon about the Stella McCartney dress, even but though it is simple too. It doesn't it really have simple. anything going on. I no. mean, I can't describe it, but you know, it's... no, it's very simple. It's I just think the the silhouette is much more interesting with the high neck and almost like a racerback kind of style shoulder, and it just looks cool, really, for lack of a better word, which I, is hard to pull off at one's wedding. Yeah, and I don't want to diss Kate Middleton, but this is such a better look than the oh my second God. look that Kate Middleton had because. At her wedding, for the second dress, yeah. she wore – it was by the same designer. It was still Sarah Burton for Alexander McQueen, but it was a more simple yeah, thing it was with, like, a shiny satin with, like, a, a belt. diamond belt, like a rhinestone belt, and a fluffy bolero. <laughs> so, like, a fuzzy shrug. Yeah, like, it was not – It was, like, ugh. not my favorite. I liked that she, like, shook it up, but it wasn't my favorite. This is not my favorite. This is – so many brides, I imagine, for the next mm-hmm. couple of years will bring this to their planners and to boutiques and be like, please make me look this cool in my wedding dress. Yeah, well, like, this is what I think they wanted their wedding to be like. If it was just, like, their wedding and not, you know, the entire world, this is what Megan would have worn. This yes. is what Harry would have worn. This is how her hair would have been. This is – what I'll be dreaming about every night <laughs> and like this is what'll keep me warm at night like, this is, I'm married to this picture congratulate yeah. me please <laughs> yeah I feel very calmed by this photo so I'm glad we got to see this before um 
before the end of the evening and that it didn't take a couple of days. Um, so now I would like to talk about some other royals. I know it's hard to move on from Meghan and Harry, the and people the of the dress, moment. And the Stella dress, and not the, the first And one. the Stella dress. Um, <laughs> but of course, there were some other people in attendance. So um, first of all, gold stars to Prince Charles for being a sweetie pie and walking her down the aisle after the horrors of her father this and, week. And then walking out with Doria, her mother, which yes, is very sweet. and having Doria on his arm was beautiful. Um, then, of course, we got... Uh, we got Prince William. He is the. I'm. I'm starting with the small. The people who were the smallest to me from okay. today. Um, like it's like a, a insignificant yeah. royals who are going to be king one day. It's actually. It is. If you think about it, I'm going in reverse order of inheritance of the crown. So Prince Charles, fine. Prince William got to accompany uh, Harry on the, a bit of the long walk up to the chapel, which was really cute, and there's like bros being bros, um, in their matching black military uniforms. But then we never really saw William again. Then uh, we saw Kate Middleton wearing a recycled dress. She's worn that dress twice before. Um, And she was wrangling our two favorite humans, Prince George and Princess Charlotte. Uh, So George was a page boy, of course, and Charlotte was a bridesmaid. Um, George, as is, I think we're seeing his personality, was pretty chill and pretty bashful and pretty over it yeah at the end we saw when everyone was standing on the stairs in the family he was kind of hiding behind his dad like he just didn't want people to be around him or see him yeah, I, think I think he's shy i think he's shy and i think that's the age he is um yeah he's turning five in about two months now and i think he is just why is there a crowd why are people shouting at me i don't like you then you compare that with charlotte, charlotte. <laughs> so charlotte you know, listen, she's our favorite for a reason. She's the mascot of Royally Obsessed for a reason. She has the best wave. It's silly how great she is. She was out there on the steps giving an amazing little wave, waving from the car. with Waving her f- over her shoulder. Waving again. over her shoulder again, her little move from when her brother was born. Just crushing it, making silly faces. At one point, Kate Middleton bent down for them to have a little chat. I would love to know what that chat was about. Um, one of my other favorite moments, she's so composed, and that's why she's my favorite tiny mm-hmm. royal. But then at another point, she pulled her skirt up to the sky. <laughs> You're like, oh, right, she is three. And like, it looked like she put her leg in like the tree pose for <laughs> yoga. Yes, like, what yes. was she doing? Was she doing yoga? Probably not. But Toddlers are great. Yeah, and then there's another picture that I saw later of her in the car driving away, and she had her tongue out. Yeah. She was just sticking out her tongue. She's She's, just so cute. She's so adorable. But then there were some non-royal guests, of course, that I'm obsessed with. I loved Amal Clooney's outfit. Oh, my God. So many, so many amazing celebrities. So this was way more star-studded than I had anticipated, Mm -hmm. I think because... You know, they had made some some comments that this is a smaller ceremony and we don't have to have people there who we don't want. No political people or dignitaries if we don't want them. What I didn't expect was that it would be like the Vanity Fair Oscar party. Basically. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, like, one by one, you got to see people appear. Amal Clooney looked amazing in, like, a marigold day dress. Is it marigold? I said who? mustard, but I don't think I know colors. I, uh, no, those are both correct, but I just think marigold sounds better than mustard. Yeah, is it, it does. Not? It's just like not palatable. It was marigold. It was marigold. Hi, I'm wearing marigold. <laughs> That's my new life. And she had, of course, a fascinator with like a tiny perfect veil over her eyeball. Um, Serena Williams, uh, while it's still live, if you guys are listening to this within the weekend, um, Serena Williams had an amazing Instagram story about herself getting ready and she's like playing with her baby and yes. um she and her husband the founder of reddit were there like do you think that you would see the founder of reddit at the royal wedding 
You did not. No. <laughs> you did not. Honestly, I didn't. I also didn't think I would see the entire cast of a USA Network TV show. Yeah. So every cast member, every major cast member of Suits was there, which I really didn't anticipate. I know. I think it was so nice. Yeah. And so um, Patrick J. Adams, who is Megan's on-screen husband on Suits, he's married to a star of Pretty Little Liars, which is a very soapy teen show that yes. recently ended that I'm obsessed with. Like, of course. If you love murder and teens and texting, watch it. <laughs> it's perfect. But anyway, Troyan was there. Troyan Belisario. I don't remember if I said her name already because no, I'm really tired. No, okay, no. yeah. Troyan Belisario. But she had this Instagram story that we were just watching where I guess after the ceremony and they, they went to the lunch reception, a British man was handing out slippers for people to put on so they could take off their heels. It's just that that's when you know it's a real wedding. As, as, as someone from the Jersey Shore, usually at <laughs> our weddings, there's a basket of flip-flops that are like personalized or just like Old Navy flip-flops in the colors of the wedding. So that's how we do it on the Jersey Shore. Um, in the UK, they give out beautiful slippers that I think were monogrammed maybe on the yeah, toes. Yeah, they look so freaking fancy. But thank you to Trian Belisario for Instagramming from within the reception, which she's definitely not allowed to do oh my god you're right <laughs> she's Whoa. definitely not allowed to do that try and watch out yeah so I, I hope that continues as the evening wears on um but pretty, i, I love pretty that little moment. liars too what happened to try <laughs> yeah patrick also um who the Suits star who is megan markle's on-screen husband tweeted something that morning being like i'm starting to think that she didn't just go out for milk I, <laughs> he has been milking a joke along those lines since they got engaged which i really enjoy um, and he's also married so it's he's also funny. like it's just what a goofball and then other celebrity guests, there was Priyanka Chopra, yes, who was wearing Vivian Westwood. So amazing, that suit. My God. I It's like this beautiful, icy lavender color, and her hat was amazing. And she came with um, Abigail Spencer from Timeless, who, if I may, looked timeless in a little <laughs> like retro polka dot look and hat. Um, just Priyanka looked so cool. Yeah. Again, cool is my word of the day because I can't think of anything better. But that's what that's she looked. Cool. That's what she looked like. It was this like sort of pearly lavender gray thing. So I I was deeply into that. Um, who else? Oh, oh, Victoria Oprah. Beckham. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> but this... Oprah was there and Victoria Beckham. But Oprah looked amazing. Oprah looked amazing. And another Instagram that I highly recommend looking at. So uh, Oprah posted this afternoon that she had a dress emergency last night that she packed a beige dress and when she got here she realized it would photograph white which Oprah you've been photographed for like 30 years get it together that you should know better than this but she realized once she arrived in Windsor that the dress was too white looking so casual she had Stella McCartney's team make her a dress overnight I mean I do that just kidding I have no money if I were Oprah that is what I would be doing Although I do share a birthday with Oprah. Did I ever tell you that? No. Yes, she's my birthday twin. What so is that? What's the day? I don't want people to steal my identity. Or I guess they can actually <laughs> Google it. You already told them Oprah's birthday is public. Don't Google it, you guys. And don't steal my identity. And if you do, pay it's, off my student loans. It's too late. So Oprah, so she when she swapped out the linen beige colored dress or whatever it is that she was planning. I hope it was just like a beige wedding dress. Yeah, I don't. What were you thinking, Oprah? But the dress that she wore instead that was made for her by the poor Stella McCartney team, which we now was also making the second <laughs> wedding dress. It's like a it was a pale pink dress um, with some sort of eyelet cutouts at the neckline and on the hem of the skirt. 
You're so good at describing things. <laughs> I was a fashion writer at one point. I was a fashion writer for Seventeen magazine when I was younger. <laughs> that's a true story. <laughs> so I really, I know words like eyelet, but that's about it. Um, gingham and crop tops. That's what I was writing about at Seventeen. Um, but yeah, it was a pink dress. And the, the, the post on Instagram is just really funny because Oprah, she's just so Oprah-y about it. She's like, I don't know. Whoops, I forgot to bag a dress. So Stella McCartney made me one. Like Maybe mm. she'll make me another one for my birthday on January 29th. <laughs> just revealed it i did it you guys i did it crap um oh you know who else was there that hmm. oh wait hold on we didn't talk about victoria beckham yeah excuse me can we just like get some posh spice time in there so they were I'm one so of the sorry. first to arrive um uh, oprah was the first big name of the is the biggest name whenever she comes into a space but there was a queen and then there was a real queen oprah yeah it was Oprah's the real queen it's confusing um but she uh victoria beckham wore a navy dress that was actually kind of reminiscent of what she wore to william and kate's except I, she was super pregnant then i also thought it was reminiscent of the stella mccartney um blue cape dress that oh yeah, yeah megan yeah. wore that's interesting and had like a bit of a sexy slit and then she wore contrasting sort of orangey red heels she just looked friggin' amazing and so did David, David Beckham. Beckham. Now, there's rarely a time when David Beckham doesn't look like what God's gift to humanity. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. But this was an especially hot day. And he did like a slow removal of sunglasses just to like toy with the world. It is so exquisite. Yeah. I highly recommend you just go Google now because I, I think it should be the only, the first Google image that ever comes up for David Beckham ever again. It's been going viral on Twitter, I saw. Yeah, just like this amazing slow removal of sunglasses. Oh, thank you, Getty Photographer. Should I change the background of my phone from this picture of Colin Farrell getting a parking ticket to the one of David <laughs> Beckham taking off his glasses? Maybe. Uh, maybe, whatever gets you through the day. So okay. that was a really spectacular one. Was there another celebrity you were about to mention? Just well, now? celebrities to the listeners of Royally Obsessed. Oh, is it the X's? It's the X's. Uh, <laughs> so, both Cressida Bonus and Chelsea Davy were there. As you know, we are huge. Maybe you don't know, and I forgive me for what's about to happen, but Chelsea Davy was there. I'm her biggest fan, president and CEO of the Chelsea Davy fan club. She I think was, Katie Storino is in it too. Katie Storino is in it, our guest from a couple of weeks from ago. From the 12 ish style. Yes. Um, so Chelsea Davy was. Prince Harry's longest relationship. They dated for something like six years when they were younger. Mm -hmm. His first and longest uh, relationship. And I think of them as each other's first love, really. Yeah. And I think Lainey Gossip used to write about her like this will be his like Camilla. Not saying he'll cheat, but like, you know, the love he'll always yeah, kind of carry with him. And I I mean, he's obviously so in love with Megan, but I think if you're with someone for that long, you probably always kind of love them. Yeah. You can't really like let go of that completely. I don't think so. Um, so I'm really impressed that she, not that they had any bad blood at all. She's popped up at a lot of other royal family events, but she attended this and she was one of the first to arrive, which I think she played poorly because that meant that the cameras had nothing to do but to hang out on her face as she sat in St. George's Chapel. And she had this like funny face that went viral because it was like, when you're at your ex's wedding like a meme um but i thought she looked beautiful she was also a navy great fascinator great shoes her hat was giant i loved it yeah she just looked really beautiful um a lovely golden blonde you know you get your highlights touched up when you're going to your ex's <laughs> wedding and you're going to be seen by three billion people um so yeah really i love any pop-up chelsea davy moment so I, I I can't imagine going to my most serious ex's wedding. But remember, there was some controversy because, well, you know, controversy in the tabloids, because she was invited to the 600-person uh, 
wedding, but she wasn't invited to the 200-person private reception after. I'm not going to another city. Like, I'm not traveling to another city to go to my ex's wedding and then not getting drunk afterward. Or, like, not getting drunk at the good party where David Beckham is. Hello. Oh, my God. Right? I just thought about not being allowed to see David Beckham. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At the at the ice luge where the vodka shots are being poured out. That would upset me. So I really, what an upstanding, I'm an even bigger fan now of Chelsea Davey than I ever was because it's what so a fine, upstanding woman to show up to this. My God, she's a lawyer now, right? Something. A lawyer, but she has a jewelry line. I think she doesn't really do the law, the law anymore. She mostly does jewelry and travels and has an amazing Instagram that you should follow, C-H-E-L-S-Y-D-A-V-Y. Wow, maybe we should change our show now that the royal wedding is over to just be a Chelsea Davey podcast. Just like, Chelsea. Yeah, just hey. leave us a review telling us what a terrible idea that is so we don't <laughs> get tempted to do so. But then his second most serious girlfriend, so the last known girlfriend that he had before Megan, Chrisita Bonus, was also in attendance. Mm-hmm. And... She looked she looked lovely. She no was very scrunchy. Su- yeah, actually it was weird. She was known for her scrunchy usage. Yeah. And she looked really nice. She her dress, I can't even describe it, was very colorful. It was and floral. Yeah. It was and fine. It was very subdued. But like, you know, Chelsea is someone that's known as like the life of the party. So she looked like even just walking yeah. to the castle or to the chapel that she was having like the best time. Yeah, she like rolled in with a crew. They were giggling Laughing. nonstop. Like, ha, 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 I don't care that my famous ex is about to get married to and this beautiful woman. Cressida, who whose family is aristocratic. Yes. So like she comes from that background. She was just kind of like, hello. Yeah. I kind of felt. Womp. I mean, it's nice that she was there, but I assume it's probably awkward for her. Too. She's no Chelsea. No. I mean, she didn't have to go. You don't have to go. My God. I wouldn't go. No. All right. So before we adjourn the royal pod, a big congratulations to the happy royal couple, our best friends. And now we can finally sleep. Wow. What's that like? (laughs) Yeah. How weird. But you can follow me, Lisa, at Lisa Raya on Twitter. Read my writing at The Cut. And I'm Caitlin Menza. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at HeyKmenz, H-E-Y-K-M-E-N-Z, and see my writing at CaitlinMenza.com. But then be sure to follow the show on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. And please subscribe and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And till next time, God save the pod. Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.